On this episode of Take Talks Business, I'll be speaking with Dr. Pat, President and CEO of the Global Reach Leadership Institute. Pat, thank you so much for joining me on this episode of Take Talks Business. I appreciate your time and, and your willingness to come and talk to me this afternoon. Well, great. Thank you so much, Take, for having me on your show. This is really an honor. So for people who may not already be familiar with you, uh, do you mind giving people a little bit of background about your professional history and, and um, your journey to what is now leading the uh, Global Reach Leadership Institute? Well, great. Yes, indeed. Uh, so I'm our naval, um, naval officer, 23-year naval a career working with uh, multinational organizations, uh, both in the tactical training and arena, and also as a, as a liaison, building teams with organizations in overseas, multinational, uh, multicultural, and also locally. And I, I served both ashore and, and at sea uh, when, when I was active duty, working with commanding officers, uh, strike group commanders, your teams, just to enhance the tactical and operational proficiency. So when I retired out of uh, the service, uh, I completed my doctoral degree in organizational leadership to start my firm now, uh, doing the same thing, almost the same thing uh, with veteran organizations and also in the private sector. And I've, uh, I've worked with uh, some you know, small business owners um, as uh, coaching clients, as well as uh, healthcare professionals in the mental health space, or maybe you know, in this particular area, I was a prominent franchisor in the Hampton Roads area that uh, also uh, worked with the leadership team um, to kind of enhance their um, the, the leadership development. Also overseas, uh, I've done some assessments and training reviews uh, for a few organizations. I'm also an executive mentor for doctoral candidates at uh, the Regent University uh, as well. So quite a few things that I've been getting myself uh, involved in. <laughs> That's wonderful. And, and for those who might not be uh, familiar with uh, Global Reach, um, can you talk a little bit about uh, the Institute um, and, and sure. what the services are you provide and how that uh, connects with the business community? Sure, I'm glad to. So um, Global Reach Leadership Institute um, is an, it's a leadership strategy and training firm uh, that is structured to consult with a small business and in some cases, medium-sized entrepreneurs or business owners, as well as uh, government uh, sector, especially for the uh, DNI piece of uh, whatever the government desires, and also ecclesial organizations, that is, um, uh, small churches that want to grow their leadership teams. So what we do uh, is uh, we act as a strategic partner, and in the organization's business planning objectives or organizational objectives with the leadership team uh, to develop the initiatives and uh, make them more productive and profitable, mainly in three areas. Uh, we have three particular areas that we look at, uh, we call it the P3 paradigm, which is uh, the people, the processes and the performance. And with that, what I mean is with the people, there's always uh, concerns with retention in some cases, how can we enhance their retention and help them bridge any gaps they have in that. Uh, there's also resistance, resistance to leadership, uh, which is also a dynamic that happens in organizations and then relationships as well as people process alignments. So these are the aspects that we look at in the people section of it. With the processes, we're talking about systems, systems within the organization that uh, may, may very well 
you know, not be quite aligned. And so when we come in and do an assessment, what we're looking at is uh, how are your programs? Do you have programs that are efficient? In other words, can people easily work in those um, environments because your processes are in place? For instance, if you walk into a, a laundromat just to get your uh, your laundry done, for instance, or your dry cleaning done, um, and you walk in there and there's no system in place where you go, you have a ticket and all that, the chance of that you're gonna lose your clothes, right? So an organization like that needs to have a system in place just to make sure that there's a sequence of how things are done to be efficient. And then the performance side of it is, is the organization really growing? Is there a growth in that organization? How is the climate? How is the culture? So these are things that we look at when we do a, an assessment with metrics and analytics uh, for both quantitative data and also qualitative data in, in some cases. And we have measures that we employ to be able to get this organization to be more productive and profitable. So that's kind of the gist of what we do at uh, the Institute. So I appreciate the, the overview there. And, and in visiting on the website, one thing I did notice was you have a, a what's called a club membership. Can you discuss that program and, and how that works? Sure, it's, uh, that the club membership is really um, an intriguing uh, concept that I uh, developed. The, the intent with that, and we haven't launched it yet, we are still uh, laying the foundation for that, but the intent with that is to have four different um, categories of membership. So as we grow our, um, our base and our engagements with people, what we do is we develop a community. And there are four levels of uh, membership for the, it's for mainly for mentorship, coaching, and of course, um, access to professional development services and resources. And uh, the, the way it's structured is that the entry level is, uh, is, is a bronze where people just come in and uh, they get the basic support that uh, we would give them. But then as you graduate up into the silver, gold, and platinum ultimate, levels of platinum where you actually have a team. Uh, we have, we grow mastermind teams. This is mainly for the um, C-suites executives. And the intent for that is to be able to give them access to think tanks, people that are like-minded to be able to create mastermind alliances to discuss very pertinent um, topics relevant to enhancing um, their growth. So the intent with that is ultimately as members, uh, people become members of these clubs then they have specific things that they actually get out of it. With that kind of membership, you get things like, you know, free coaching services. Well, kind of subscribing to it, so it's not really free, but at least it's a, a definite big discount. You know, free um, leadership coaching services. Um, we do offer lunch and learns at, at no cost to you ex except for your, your membership. And then of course a mentorship piece of it, which in, is uh, pretty much every other week or so you're able to get on there if you if you actually either on the scheduled call or on a one-on-one -on -one call depending on what your membership level is so this is intended to create a forum where people can actually get the best leadership development that they want either for the organizational leaders or teams as a whole so that's a plan with the uh the club membership wonderful thanks for explaining that I ask this a lot of our entrepreneur and business owners is it's kind of that chicken and egg format is uh, were you were you by nature an entrepreneur that kind of had to find the niche, which in this case turned out to be that leadership role that was developed in the military, or was it more something where the leadership was just an innate part of who you were? But to be able to do that at the civilian level just meant you had to learn to be a business owner and an entrepreneur. 
Wow, that's uh, that that that's a great question, actually. And I, I addressed some of this in my uh, pockets as well. But the, the transition, as you mentioned, was somewhat seamless, but it's quite different dynamic in the approach because now you're talking about dealing with business, you know, business owners. The principles are always the same, you know. And I highlight that uh, also some aspects of that, that in my book, uh, for essential qualities and attributes of an organizational leader. And it's also in a podcast. And what I do is I talk about the transition from military to um, to corporate or private sector. Now, uh, to answer that question about the chicken and the egg piece, so I had always found myself in leadership roles, and I mentioned that in my premiere of the podcast. So as a as a young kid in class, I was always the guy who would try to hey make sure nobody's talking in class, and then the teacher's going to come to me and uh, make sure okay you're the class adjutant, and so. I found myself always leading in different capacities through grade school, then into high school. And then of course, um, in the Navy as well, I quickly, as soon as I enlisted, I quickly became a leader. And I, I found that as something that, and I wouldn't say that I was born a leader. That's not, there's no such thing as anybody born a leader, but some people have tenets or, or characteristics that make them more, more um, attuned to being, you know, to being a leader. So having the proclivity for leadership, I found myself then enjoying what I was doing. So in the military, what I did was then I started grooming uh, the sailors that I came in touch with. So I fell in love with leadership and I realized that this was something that I was, I was good at because of the performance I was seeing with those that I was leading. And so when I decided that I didn't want to do the Navy anymore, you know, it kind of gets uh, to a point where you know what you're niches, you know what your heart is, you know what you, what you found your calling in life is, so then you leave. So after 23 years, I decided to just dog the rest of, you know, my military career and say, this is what I want to do in the private sector. And that is to build relationships, you know, to get to know you, like you, and trust you. That's what happens in the private sector. You know, then of course, understanding the client's problems and their pain points, as well as maintaining a dialogue between the military and the private sector is what the difference is uh, between the the military and the private sector. So the, the transition is slightly different, but these are you know some of the dynamics that we talk about uh, when we talk about the transition that I made. Gotcha. Um, so having done that now, what what would you say were some of the biggest lessons learned in that transition? <laughs> wow. Um, the biggest lesson learned is for me in the transition is it's, a, it's essential that you really start early to identify what it looks like in the corporate sector before um, making a, a jump into that. Now, fortunately for me, what I did was I engaged in entrepreneurship while I was still active duty. You know, it, it all starts with you know, a website and selling things. And I've always been entrepreneur at heart, uh, starting from my mom's, you know, store all the way up to, you know, just trying things. I started out with a website and then I moved to uh, real estate. And so by the time I, I left active duty, I knew what, you know, a PL statement was. I knew what it means to uh, always rely on accountant for, you know, for expertise. So I understand, I understand what it means to be an entrepreneur, at least to some extent. But then not fully immersed in it full time was the biggest lesson that uh, I, I learned. And what that meant for me then is to make sure that before you transition, 
understand what it really is, what it's like, engage with people, you know, have a base of people, have, have people that you can engage with. And if you can do both to some extent, do both if you can, so that the transition was seamless. But for me, I think I wasn't fully immersed in it. And so it was a little bit of a, um, a rump up to learning a lot of things that I otherwise did not know because I was fully active duty. That's great. Well, and you, you do have that unique experience that um, like a lot of veterans who um, have, in, in some cases, decades of experience, um, both in the military and now in the, in the civilian world. Um, and having had that experience, do you see any uh, noticeable changes that have already occurred or you see as, as uh, continuing to change or adapt with regards to how uh, how people are leading now. Um, I know the the obvious for a lot of people are things that we've had to adapt through with COVID. But yeah. even beyond that, are there are there ways that that professionals have had to learn to adapt with their leadership roles that has changed in the decades that you've been a professional? Um, I think. The changes, there's always slight changes uh, to leadership because you have to adapt to the environment in which you are. Now, yeah. who you are, the core doesn't change. Leaders are the same wherever they are in terms of desires and the motivation. You don't need to convince them or to lead them to become leaders. Leaders naturally bubble to the top and want to drive action. But uh, what, what I've noticed over you know the decades is that you know, both on active duty and now, uh, three, 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 three years now being uh, an entrepreneur, it looks like there are slight differences. And, and the change is quite, what I see is, is that uh, with baby boomers, there's two spectrums. You got the baby boomers and then the um, millennial um, generations. Those are, those are two, two spectrums that need to, they have different leadership um, capabilities and, and strategies. And unfortunately, sometimes they, they clash, right? Because baby boomers, there's a tendency, um, not, not anything against baby boomers, but uh, when it comes to leadership, there's always um, a sense of ego when it comes to um, leadership. I can do this all by myself, right? Um, yeah. they, they don't take no for an answer, they're driven, but uh, the ego sometimes gets in the way. Uh, but with the latter being, you know, the millennial age and, and, and younger, uh, there's the Superman syndrome is what I call. They can do everything. You know, you become an entrepreneur um, today and tomorrow uh, you want to be a CEO or whatever the case may be. They don't give themselves time to grow. So the difference in the leadership is that um, there's an, a misunderstanding between the two spectrums on what leadership is. And I think uh, with, the, the, with the former, uh, there's growing into leadership understanding you know, that you have to learn skills and develop yourself as a leader over time. Unfortunately, with uh, the current generation, um, there is a tendency to want to be a leader right off the bat. Um, they don't take no for an answer. They think they can do everything right now as a leader. They want to be CEOs right out of college. And that's not really realistic. And that is why in recent times, life coaching and leadership coaching has become a big, um, a big part of uh, leadership development because people need those skills. And those skills are essential to be able to create the kind of impact that you need to, to have in your organization. 
So guess what? That then gives me a job, right? It, it makes me more, it makes me more marketable then to be able to bring this gap that there is, you know, in, in those generations uh, to bear. And, and, and that's why I think uh, there are some changes or there are slight differences, uh, but the principles are always still the same. That's great. So, so as a leader, what drives you? What, what is, what's your catalyst? Well, uh, for me, it's a passion, um, a passion to make a difference. Uh, I have always told people that nothing, um, every, I look at everything from a leadership lens and what drives me is being able to make an impact in the lives of other people. So when I walk into a company, I naturally look at, okay, is that person that I'm engaging a leader and how can I make a difference in their lives? So I engage in conversation. And, and, and so when I wake up in the morning, I want to make a difference because I believe that everything rises and falls on leadership. So the motivation is more about, about trying to make an impact in the lives of people, whether you're um, a solopreneur or you're a small business or you're the leader of a nonprofit organization or you're an ecclesial leader or you're in a government organization as a leader, military or otherwise. My motivation is making a difference, transformation. How can I, with my expertise, my leadership document, whatever it is, I, or gifts and talents that I've been given, how can I make a difference? And if I can make a difference in one person's life, no matter who it is, today or tomorrow, and they see that transformation, and because of that, they can also influence somebody else, else's life to lead or to other groom other leaders, then I can always go to my grave saying that I have fought a good fight, I have finished a course, and I've kept the faith. And, and so uh, as a faith-based uh, leader, I believe that that is what I should be doing. Uh, that's what my calling is. And uh, I don't see myself doing anything else besides just that. That's wonderful. That's the, it's, it's pretty inspirational, actually. Uh, I need to get my act together. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, I really appreciate you you taking the time to to talk that through with us. And but before I let you go, I want to make sure you mentioned um, a book. You mentioned your podcast. Um, obviously, we talked about the website. Um, just to make sure that our listeners know how to connect with you, how to find some of this information and these materials. Um, can you remind us about the the name of the book, the podcast, and, and where to find you online? Wow, I appreciate that. Thank you so much, Hey, for uh, giving me this opportunity. I'm really honored by that. Yes, indeed. So um, I typically like to connect with people on LinkedIn. Um, I don't have a huge LinkedIn following because anybody who I find on LinkedIn is somebody that I've engaged with and all that. So um, the only Pat, uh, me, Tom Aklo, uh, you would find on, on LinkedIn. I have an, a cousin of mine who actually has the same name, but I don't think he's on LinkedIn yet. So connect with me on LinkedIn. But otherwise, Directly, you can also reach me at CEO at globalreachleaders.com, CEO at globalreachleaders.com, and uh, or our website, uh, www.globalreachleaders.com. And and on my on our website, there's information on how to engage us uh, with, uh, I like just leaving comments about our podcast. The podcast is on Spotify, iHeartRadio, iTunes, um, Stitcher, anywhere you can find podcasts or you can go to our website and then you can listen to uh, the week's episode there as well. And I talk about the 52 essential qualities and attributes of an organizational leader, how to transform your leadership habits in 52 weeks. 
Uh, this is uh, my newest book. It hasn't been launched yet. It's in the process of being launched, but it's on Amazon and everywhere books are sold, uh, Barnes and Nobles or anywhere where you get your books, you can actually get uh, this book there. And what I do is I take people through the uh, 52 weeks, actually. Um, each week, you concentrate on a specific leadership tenet. The very first one being integrity, because without integrity, uh, you really don't have, uh, have the leadership that you need. So uh, that's one example. And it's all broken in five different categories. And that is um, access to command, then self-development, then just mission, accompli you know, mission accomplishment, and also vision attainment as well. And all these are broken into categories and each of these have the tenets that I'm talking about in leadership. So uh, that's a little bit about it. The name of the podcast is uh, Global Reach Leadership Forum. So you can find that um, Global Reach Leadership Forum. So you'll be able to find that wherever you want uh, your, your, your podcast. So. Perfect. Well, your podcast is wherever my podcast is. So for those <laughs> that are listening, all they got to do is finish this just flip over, go find yours. And they got a whole nother 30 minutes. They get to listen and, and, and get some great information. So, so Absolutely. for those listening, you don't even have to get off the format. Um, well, Pat, thank you so much. Uh, thank you for your time. Um, thank you for your leadership in the community and for all you've done as a veteran and now as a professional. Um, we can't thank you enough. And, and I greatly appreciate the opportunity to spend some time talking to you today. Thank you so much, Tig. I really, really thank you for this opportunity. And uh, I always look forward to any other opportunity to be able to engage with anybody in your audience. Thanks a lot for this opportunity. Absolutely. And thank you to the listeners of Tag Talks Business. We'll catch you on the next episode.